And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast. As we are also doing show blitz here at the same time, the Steelers versus Ravens postgame show here. I am, of course, Charles Bryant Richie right now. And uh, Steelers right now at their last uh, week. Uh, pretty much at this point in the season, a week ago, uh, once again, hit rock bottom. And I don't know how much more they could sustain at this point. All I know is right now that the Steelers right now, they've uh, snapped a three-game losing streak. I mean, uh, I, currently at this point in time, after losing to – the Chargers and uh, Bengals here in the last few weeks. I mean, they avoided three-game losing streak. Excuse me. Let me just rephrase that there. But nonetheless, right now, they they found themselves in the predicament where they had to get going, and they just could not keep letting things get out of hand the way they did. I mean, it sure felt like a three-game losing streak with that tie they had versus Detroit Lions back on November uh, 21st right now. And uh, and uh, here we go right now. You talk about yesterday going into this game, uh, Ben Roethlisberger right there, as uh, ESPN's Am Schefter was recording an article that it was privately uh, noted by Ben Roethlisberger. We haven't heard the official quote, but they were so slowly telling teammates uh, behind closed doors that uh, he anticipates this to be his last uh, season for the Steelers pretty much. And – you think about everything right now. I mean, you talk about the guy and you look back at the season and not only that, the last couple of years. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Ben Rosper's career, I think it slowly had that slow kiss of death when he throw for over 5,000 yards passing back when he had at least Antonio Brown back in 2018. And that, that, that season right there was also a tumultuous season, of course. Not having Le'Veon Bell uh, agree to the new contract, there was a little bit more added pressure on there. Uh, they fought the head things uh, clicking with James Conner that year as uh, their new feature back to like uh, fill in and replicate, if not do anything better than what Bell has already done. So, I mean, you saw that season, and he continues to like uh, pass and battle for a uh, a sore shoulder for the last couple of years ends up getting caught up with him a year later after getting a new deal uh, signed back in 2019. Uh, second game of the season, lost for the season, comes back last year, tries to get the quick passing game going, take pressure off that elbow. And you, you look at where things were a year ago. I mean, just the way they stumbled away. I mean, just, just basically at that point in time right now, I mean, when you look at where they're at right now, I mean, at 6-5-1, and one, 
And I mean, just basically at this point, you count like uh, like December of like uh, last year. I mean, uh, basically for that time, eight eight and one basically within the last year of going back to last year when they were including eleven and zero on December second of last year versus Baltimore Ravens. I can't believe a, a year has flown by so quickly right there. I mean, tomorrow will mark the one-year anniversary when they had their first loss of the 2020 season. I mean, were they only won one out of their five remaining regular season games? And, of course, being bounced in the play, playoffs and an ugly exit versus the Browns right there. I mean, people will remember that moment right there. I mean, Ben Rosberger uh, being shown on television, uh, sitting next to Marquise Pouncey with his helmet on, Tears rolling down his eye, his eyes, and just uh, very disappointed and heartbroken how their partnership pretty much came to an end. And you thought about the offseason right there, you fast forward going into it. Art Ruling the second has emphasized they need to get back to running the ball. Now, there were some, I mean, like uh, reports out there or just uh, speculation that. Kevin Colbert, he wasn't so reluctant to like want to re-sign Ben to a new deal. They actually ended up making that work where they had a voidable year, which be after this season. It almost seems like it was more Art Ruins second who's been who like uh, signed off on that right now. And I mean, it doesn't really so. I mean, don't get me wrong, when you got a guy like Ben Rosberger who's been around this organization for pretty much his whole career right now. And you look at where the season is at right now. And I just, I just tend to get the feeling when I watch this far from above, I mean, he is definitely slowing down as we could definitely clearly tell. I mean, for him, I mean, he, I mean, just the mobility part, but when you look at everything else, Aside from that, too, I mean, the, like everything, when you look at like his uh, completion percentage, I mean, it's still a fairly respectable, nearly 65%. Uh, he, he's nowhere near 3,000 yards just yet. He's got 2,758 yards uh, for the season with 16 touchdowns and six interceptions. So that's still pretty good right there. I just feel right now, I mean, he, he's definitely – has been being an unfamiliar spot where he hasn't been in quite some time and where he's been taking the hits once again as a quarterback here. Last time he sustained a surmisable amount of hits, I mean, in his playing career, he probably had to go back to, I mean, like in recent memory, I probably go back to 2014. 2014, he still got dropped 33 times for 172 yards. Or he threw for 32 touchdowns, nine interceptions in 2014. Uh, so, I mean, his career, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he's a, I mean, for right now, for what it's worth, he's a six time Pro Bowler, two time Super Bowl champion, number one league MVP, yellow Super Bowl MVP. But, I mean, definitely a, a magnificent run. I mean, for his entire career. 
And I'm not so sure if Mike Tomlin was going to be willing to pull the plug on Ben if they would have lost this game. I don't know. Only time will tell on that. One thing we definitely did know that Mike Tomlin was in no serious move for uh, slacking off this past week, as is evident with uh, music being played uh, during practice uh, by Chase Claypool, which had to be shut down. I uh, seem to be a little bit agitated on that. He maintained earlier in the week of uh, last week that they were going back to uh, pad practice uh, for that week. And, and clearly, when you look back at it, I mean, it's definitely the right message to send. But when you look at like the current state of the Steelers team right now, I, I love the fact it feels great to get a win versus Ravens, the way they did it. It was old-school classic. Steelers, Ravens, football. Maybe not so much necessarily as much as a hard hitting, whatever, but it was just that nip and tuck uh, battle throughout that game. I mean, you have a few things in here. And Ben Rosberg, he knew he had to have this win. If he was going to go about, if he was going to go right off on a respectable note. I mean, Super Bowl right now, I mean, it's pretty much out the window at this point. Right now, they're still clean for possible uh, playoff contention right now. And as it currently stands right now, Steelers, who found a way to hung on to win this game, I mean, thanks to handling business versus the Ravens, where earlier in the day, the Chargers uh, beating the Bengals 41-22. to So you gain ground in the division, which is a big plus right there. So now it's a game and a half. And hopefully it's not too little too late. Because to be honest with you, there still seems to be the question right now when we look at this AFC North. I mean, it doesn't look like any clear runaway winner just yet. This is not the NFC East from last year, but it is in this concept where it's like you're not really leading decisively. I mean, I would if you were to ask me, I still, if it's not the Steelers, I'm taking the Ravens in this division. Yeah, they had a little slip-up, uh, hiccup moments. I mean, this year, when you look at it, I mean, losing to the Dolphins in Miami. I mean, basically, losing the first game of the year in Vegas to the Raiders right there, who many people thought the Raiders were going to finally have a good turnaround of John Gruen, who's pretty much been forced out of the league uh, due to his mess with the racial uh, comments that was exposed by the Washington football investigation. But still, nonetheless, when you, when you look at what they did, I mean, their losses, and then so far, too, they lost one game to the Bengals right there where they pretty much got uh, smoked 17-41. to And then just their recent loss to the Dolphins prior to that. So, Right there. I mean, even the Bengals is another team right there. Granted, the Steelers have managed to combine for 20 points in both those matchups. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they don't seem like they're following up their season properly. The Bengals right now, you would think right now, I mean, they're breaking Browns fans' hearts once again. The Browns were another team that were expected to take hold of this division Finally win the North. I mean, when you look at it, 
I mean, it's just it's been kind of like a joke for some reason in, in many ways here. I mean, the Browns are looking for their first division title. I mean, their franchise since 1989. That's been a long time uh, for Browns fans. But, two, I mean, like, like I said, you look at the Bengals right now. I mean, who they lose to? They lost to the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field, who looks like they're, they're pretty much going to be out of the playoffs. I mean, lost to a good Green Bay Packers team. I mean, they're, they're, but their funky losses were at New York versus the Jets, then at home versus the Browns, and just yesterday to the Chargers, who they lost to on opening week of the start of Joe Burrow's career. And it's got to be pretty frustrating if you're a Browns fan right now. Speaking of the Browns right now, when they come off their bye, they're going to be locking up uh, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. So we shall see where the dust uh, continues to like uh, settle in right now. Because I, I tell you what, you have to have this game right now in the short turnaround. You got the Minnesota Vikings coming up this Thursday night football in Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium. If Ben Rosberg is going to have any DC uh, being remembered for a decent season, you have to make this run now. There is no more room for error right now. And we'll, we'll see what happens. But I want to uh, gauge you real quick, uh, Steel Nation. Uh, once again, I'm Charles Proud Richard right here. You guys can follow me on my social media. You can follow me on Twitter, at MassSteelCPR, and on Instagram, at Nation, as well as at Prize Richie. Uh, I want to just ask you real quickly, regardless how the season ends for Brent Rosberger, and forgive me for writing any proclamations, but let's just put this in perspective. Where would you rank Ben Rosberger as far as like all-time Steeler greats? For me, I'm gonna put him number two all-time. Joe Green, I'm gonna give number one. Ben Rosberger, number two. I think Ben Rosberger. I mean, when you think about it, it's like Joe Green who helped around losing. Ben Rosberger is similar in this aspect, and where you ended a two-decade drought of not having a Super Bowl franchise quarterback, which they haven't had since Terry Bradshaw, which we all know. I mean, he clearly blows Bradshaw's passing yard stats, the touchdowns and everything uh, out of the water. Of course, I mean, Bradshaw's going to get the last lap with the hardware. He's got two more rings than Ben Rosberg ever had. He's got the only uh, franchise's uh, league MVP, as well as two Super Bowl MVPs, which Ben Rosberger hasn't gotten. But I mean, when you look at Ben Rosberger right now, I mean, he picked up his uh, 51st game-winning drive, as well as 39 fourth quarter comebacks. But as far as his 51st uh, career game-winning drive, he ties the GOAT and Tom Brady for third all-time on that list. I mean, that is still something right now. I mean, I know a lot of people have been pretty impatient with this guy here, and Rosberger. But at the same time, too, we also got to be realized and face back, too, that, you know what, we have to, like, look life beyond Ben. I think he is – he's done everything he's could for this franchise. 
there's a lot of people still right now, like uh, hoping they could like uh, strike it good and get either a free agent quarterback or they trade for someone. I don't know about that, but I will I will say this for right now. I think I mean if you're the Steelers here, you gotta be very honest thing. You gotta be on the ball with this right now. And, and this is a team right now who while they're trying to search for their identity, I, I'm just not sure if I could if I could trust consistency of following up a uh, big-time win versus Ravens. I mean, they, they have a decent shot going up against uh, Kirk Cousins right now and the Minnesota uh, Vikings. I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins, by the way, too, I mean, who is usually known for, I mean, struggling on primetime uh, games, I mean, going into this right now. I mean, to my knowledge, he is a career uh, eight and sixteen as a quarterback with four and four touchdowns, the twenty interceptions here, and uh, that right now is, I mean, for him when when you look at it, like I mean his career, guy who's got uh, his money, his guaranteed money, who usually seems to struggle playing under the lights. Excuse me, let's uh let me take that back. He is actually now an official uh, this year uh, for the Viking. Or no, excuse me. Give me one second, guys. I mean, as far as Minnesota Vikings go, he he is eight and seventeen all time when under the lights. Once on a night game. I mean, his last win came versus Chicago Bears in Soldier Field last year on November uh, 16th. But you got to think right now, I mean, the Vikings right now, they still got something to play for, too. I mean, uh, in their playoff position battle. So both teams will be having a lot to play for coming up this week. There's a lot of people predicting in the media right now. uh, When you uh, look at the Vikings right now, where they're at, I mean, you got Mike Zimmer. A lot of people are expecting uh, them to move on from Mike uh, Zimmer and the Vikings. I mean, Mike Zimmer, I think, has done a, a phenomenal job, I mean, with this team, keeping them in contention. I mean, since he's uh, been there, he's been there since uh, 2014. And he's, he's only had one losing – he's only had two losing seasons, one with the Vikings – no worse than seven and nine all, all time right now. He is five and seven with his team. And you got to believe they're going to be ready to uh, try and make a stand too, as do the Steelers with Ben Rosberger uh, for this time right now. So the Steelers right now with the Ravens uh, beating them uh, yesterday. They now lead the all time series 28 to 23 right now. The longest win streak in this rivalry has been five in the row, which was uh, from October of 1997 through September of 1999 under head coach Bill Cowher uh, at that time. And 
that that's it right now. So they're going to have one more. So you think about Ben Rosberger right now. How is it going to end right now? You got to be on the road uh, versus the Vikings. Then you got home uh, versus the Titans. Road against the Chiefs. Home against the Browns. And then on the road versus the Ravens. It is going to be a crazy uh, stretch down the way. But – I think definitely Mike Tomlin has increased his chances right now of possibly surviving another non-losing season. We'll find out. But let's go ahead and keep this uh, A-train rolling right now here on this edition of the Mastial uh, Podcast right now. This broke down. Uh, real quickly, uh, game balls uh, for yesterday's game. Uh, for offense uh, in this game, I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson. A uh, guy who's definitely found a way to hang in there uh, in this game, in this contest. I mean, you talk about a guy who still has uh, drops at crucial times. Just keeps fighting and fighting. Uh, he winds up uh, getting the game-winning uh, touchdown uh, grab. Had 105 yards on the day for receiving. He caught uh, eight out of his 11 targets. He only had three drops. Which is a pretty good yesterday. And and for as far as the defense, give me some TJ Watt right now. TJ Watt on all levels for congratulations to him, setting the all-time Steelers uh sack record in the season with 16. And Right now, too, I mean, T.J. Watt, I mean, what he's been able to pull off, I mean, right now, I mean, for his time, I mean, in his career, when you look about everything, he had three and a half sacks in the Steelers' uh, 2019 win yesterday over Baltimore. I mean, he, I mean, he, he's uh, matched James Harrison with sacks in the season 2008 of 16. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go ahead and dip in the fair file right now. Uh, fair file right now, and I put this uh, poll on Twitter here uh, last night and uh, just kind of give you guys some of the polling results as we're looking at it. I had 45 votes. Thank you very much for voting. Go ahead and check it out on the Mastiel, uh, at Mastiel CGR on Twitter. Feel free to check it out. I got a poll if you guys. We've got one hour left to go uh, to vote. So the voting will conclude at 10 o'clock central time. So TJ Watt right now, he needs seven sacks to pass Michael Strahan for the most sacks in a single season in the NFL. So not only is he tied with James Harrison for, I mean, the Steelers single season sack record, he's got a chance to match and pass Michael Hall of Famer Michael Strahan, who actually had 22 and a half uh, sacks all with the Giants right there. He went in as a defensive end, I mean, right there. When you look at it, I mean, that would definitely be an honor. And, and, the, and the cool thing I like about that, too, that, that record was set 20 years ago. So who's to say that 20 years later that T.J. Watt could be the recipient? Michael Strahan had points and a half, and the sack that he got on was on Brett Favre, and I believe it was the final game of the season right there. 
uh, for the New York uh, Giants right there. But there you go. Uh, you have Al Baker right there on the unofficial list that we found out this past summer, too. They got the unofficial sack leaders, too, with the Detroit Lions back in 1978. He has 23. So if you want to be technical, I mean, it's 23 and a half. But since sacks have been recorded as an official stat since 1982, it needs to be at least 23 sacks right now. So there you have it. Uh, fair foul that T.J. Watt will uh, pass the single-season sack record. I'm going to give it a fair chance, but we all know that teams are going to be find a way to limit him, uh, like slow him down. I mean, his work ethic. I mean, you think about a guy who's been, I mean, playing through groin injury, hip, shoulder, whatever he's had to go through. I mean, getting the big payday. I mean, keeping himself ready in camp with individual drills. Even though he had to distance himself from teammates, he was still present. Some people were a little concerned. Yeah, Keith Butler making some comments uh, sticking up for him. Uh, why he was not participating with his teammates. He got his uh, new money done. I mean, just time for the season. And he has been balling all year. I, I would definitely make the argument, though, too, at the same time, you could probably argue that Sam Hayward may be the guy who next is in line for team MVP. And fair or foul, Cam Hayward gets team MVP this year. I'll say fair on this one. I like TJ Watt, but I think Cam Hayward is definitely showing a little stuff right now. Uh, he looks like uh, a guy right now. I mean, Cam Hayward, I mean, when you look at him, I mean, you think about how he chased down the Chargers, I think Justin Herbert, whoever, or one of the uh, – office players. I mean, for a guy who's earned, I mean, late in his career, he's got four Pro Bowls, two All-Pros right now. He's looking good to get, like, a third All-Pro honor in my in my book right now. I mean, he's got seven more tackle total tackles than he did a year ago. He's got 61. He had 54 uh, last season. Uh, his career-high uh, total tackles in the season – uh, as a stealer for him, was 83 back in 2019. But as far as, like, with the sacks, career-wise, that was back in 2017. He had 12 that year. So you you look at the all-time uh, Steelers uh, sack uh, leaders now, officially now, you have on there, of course, James Harrison, he is number one at uh, 80 and a half, followed by Jason Gilliam. Number three comes in T.J. Watt was six five and a half, Cam Hayward at six four and a half, or fourth. That is gonna be uh, one interesting, uh, exciting thing right now. I mean, it's still about making playoffs. See if they could get another chance at a Super Bowl. Like I said, Super Bowl, I'm highly doubting at this point. But you have to. I mean, if you're gonna end the season with any type of pride, and not embarrass yourself going to on the way out, time is now. And I will say this on record right now, and I love Mike Tomlin to death. He gets all the accolades in the world for not having a losing season. But to me, in my eyes, if it's a non-losing season, say 8-8-1 or 9-7-1, but you're not only out of the playoffs, last place in the division, 
I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not gonna look all that impressive. I mean, it's still impressive for his coach, his career record. But last thing you want to do is find yourself in the in a position where you were in over 33 years, 1988, where they were last place in the AFC Central. And this would be the first time they'd be in last place under the new division format that came out in 2002 in the AFC North Division. I'm hoping that is not the case right now. And real quick before we get out of here, uh, uh, Missy Matthews, who's a team reporter and also uh, one of the hosts of Steelers Live, uh, The Extra Point, uh, alongside guys like uh, Bob Papiani, uh, Bob Labriola, and others who uh, do contribute. Uh, she said that the Steelers didn't practice on money, but they did uh, an estimation in terms of the injury report. I uh, said Ben Rosberger uh, didn't practice, listed uh, with a peck and shoulder. Chase Claypool uh, with a toe injury. Uh, Hayden, foot, splain, knee. Turner, coach's decision. Uh, Finney, uh, back, BJ Finney. You have Isaiah Bugs ankle, and Cam Hayward, coach's decision. All uh, listed as did not practice. Then according to Teresa Barley, speaking of which, uh, Robert Splain, uh, who was on there, who didn't practice with a knee injury, he has been activated uh, from reserve and COVID-19 list. He's playing 10 games this year, uh, making a total of 17 tackles, one which includes a tackle for loss right now. Mike Thomas did add to the injuries that Joe Hayden, he's getting treatment for his foot, and BJ Finney, back to being valued. That's all I got to have to you for tonight here on this edition of not only the show blitz, uh, Steelers versus Ravens, post-game show. Yes, it is Victory Monday here, but also this edition of the podcast in less than three days, uh, having another huge showdown on the road in Minnesota, non-conference opponent. But I tell you what, you got to keep finding a way to rail up these victories right now. I think they're going to finish no higher than nine wins. It's, they, they ain't going to get any higher than that at this point. I think eight is the floor for right now. So they'll do it. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MassSteelCGR and on Instagram at MassSteelNation. So I'll leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, serious. Here we go. I got it.